0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find both of us on Twitter. I'm at Dalton underscore Trig. Uh, Drew is at Coach Drew 33. Have a lot of fun things to talk about uh, in this one. I am fresh off a 72 hour whirlwind uh, from the the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame weekend, where Dirt Nowitzki was enshrined uh, along with several other legends. It was a weekend I'll never forget. Uh, and you know, DJ I. I'll get your thoughts on everything you heard, but I mean this thing—it came up so quickly uh, for me because you know I was—I was thinking about going. Uh, My wife Amy and I—we were—we really wanted to go, but you know at first uh, tickets they—you know—they sold out so quickly, and we didn't think it was going to happen. And then I just so happened to to check like three weeks before all this came up, and there just happened to be some some spots in the the top corner, uh, you know, close to the stage. I said, well, you know, well, we're going to make this happen. So mm-hmm. uh, Friday caught a flight at 6.45 p.m. Uh, going to uh, Hart, Hart, sorry, Hartfield, Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, you know, it was only about a 30-minute drive from Hartford to Springfield, Massachusetts, which <laughs> is the birthplace of basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. Very cool. Everywhere you look, there it has a small town vibe to it, uh, which is right up my alley. Uh, you know, seeing the the basketball hall of fame and you know the big rod going up in the air with the glowing basketball and I mean, it was just it was really cool. We got there super late Friday, um, got up on Saturday and went back to Hartford. Uh, and, you know, looked around there and saw like Mark Twain's house and, uh, you know, found some, some good places to eat and everything. And then next thing you know, you know, the day's going on and it's getting pretty close and, you know, you start getting ready to go to symphony hall and, uh, the hotel, you know, is only a few, like maybe two miles max from, from, uh, symphony hall. And I was like, well, let's just drive by there and see what the parking is like. You know, since we've, we've got like four hours and uh, went by there and we saw them putting down the red carpet and they had the, you know, the the pillars on the front with the, uh, the banners of all the people getting enshrined and everything. So that was really cool to see and uh, figured out where we were going to park. And then next thing you know, got ready, got there uh, and then just starstruck like <laughs> everywhere you look. Uh, there's just you know, uh, NBA stars past and present, uh, everywhere you look. And even though the red carpet was just for you know, the the players and their families and uh, the coaches and everything, uh, they were everybody entered the building the same way, Hmm. like it wasn't anything separated. So, I mean, you're literally rubbing shoulders with these guys. I was telling you before I got on here, you know, uh, Jason Tatum just walked right past me on his way out. Uh me and my wife were just like,
3: whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the few times in your life that you've ever felt short, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, all these guys, you know, just yeah, six, eight, six, nine. I saw uh R- Rolando Blackman. Um I saw, you know, several several legend uh, Ray Allen for one, Allen Iverson who, you know, I didn't know until uh, we started booking this trip. I didn't realize he was presenting Dwayne Wade, uh, but it, it was really cool to see him there. I mean, I know, I know that, uh, you know, I've I've not liked the Spurs very much in the past, but there's always been a mutual respect. It's like a big brother, little brother thing. Uh, and, you know, just seeing Coach Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, Even David David Robinson was there. I mean, it just it was so cool for me in that moment because, as you know, my late grandfather, my pop, he was you know a huge uh, Spurs fan. Like not not like in in terms of the team, but like he loved the way they played the game. He loved the way Pop coached the game. Uh, You know, I spent many summers over there watching them in the finals, specifically my. My earliest memory was like 2005. We watched them uh, play the Pistons in that final series. And, uh, you know, so stuff like that, it just got me, got me thinking. So many different emotions, excitement. You know, uh, Dirk, his speech lived up to everything I expected, exceeded expectations. Uh, you know, a guy whose career spanned throughout our childhoods uh, and then into our college years, through our college years. <laughs> and, and we grew up with him, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's like, it's just Dirk. He's just he's just a way of life, you know. Yep. And, uh, you know, this was the last big thing for his basketball career. And so, I mean, I just, uh, you know, he he blessed my marriage. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> I mean, right. I, I, yeah. I mean, I felt like you know, I owed him my presence at, uh, at this event. And I mean, it was, it was worth it. It was, like I said beforehand, it was a seven 72 hour whirlwind. I'm tired. I did get some good sleep last night. I think one more early night going to bed and I'll be caught back up again. I'll feel hundred percent starting tomorrow, but, uh, man, it was, it was, it was fantastic. I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. And then, you know, on Sunday after all the Hall of Fame festivities, uh, you know, I took some time to uh, my wife and I, we drove to Rhode Island and Uh. went to Newport and we got to see some really cool stuff there. I was, you know, for our people uh, watching the YouTube file instead of just listening on the pod, I was going to upload a bunch of different pictures of, you know, all that stuff too while, you know, we ramble here, but uh you know, the only thing i've got I've got a couple of Hall of Fame picks I'm gonna share here, but DJ, I want to get your thoughts and then I'll give some more extended thoughts on you know Dirk's night and how I felt about everything. but in general, what do you think about Hall of Fame weekend and Dirk specifically? Well, you know
3: <clears throat> I'll start with Dirk and then you know we'll, we'll work our way around with everything else but. You know, it's like you said, Dirk's speech it, it exceeded expectations. Um, but honestly it was <laughs> it was kind of what I expected. The guy's so down to earth. he's just like me and you. It's hard to believe, but he is. Um, and that really shone forward in his uh, in his speech that he gave. Um, you know, obviously he thanked the people that helped him get to where he was along the way. Uh, and then he thanked us, the fans. And, uh, you know, that means a lot because especially to people like us who grew up watching him, um, now, as far as the rest of it was concerned, you know, I know everyone listening to this probably has a strong distaste for Dwayne Wade and I can't blame him, but I thought it was really cool how Allen Iverson presented him, um, because Allen Iverson, I think was his childhood hero. So, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, I hate the Lakers. I just want to make that clear. I've always hated the Lakers. <laughs> and I always will hate the Lakers. But Paul Gasol's speech specifically about Kobe Bryant. That 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 uh welled up some emotions there, you know. I mean Yeah,
1: it, it got a little dusty in the building. Oh
3: man, just thinking about it, it gets dusty all over again. So yeah, you know, overall just based off what I saw on the big screen, obviously you were there, so you got a better feel for it than I did. But just based off what I saw on the big screen, I would say everything exceeded expectations, and I'm very jealous that I was not there. I'm very envious of you. So I hope you enjoyed it,
1: man. I it it was it was a short, gratifying trip. I mean, it it, it really. I, I'm glad I was able to do it. Um, you know, if, if, if the summer league stuff, you know, I haven't, I haven't made it out to NBA summer league yet, but you know, from what everybody, everybody I talked to and, you know, they talk about the vibes and how there's just guys casually like legendary dudes, just casually walking around, regular NBA dudes walking around, just, you know, like nothing. I mean, I, I imagine it's a similar vibe to that in a, in a more yeah. less formal way. So uh, we've got to get out there, you we're know, this to. next this next summer and have us some fun out in Vegas because, um, like I said, it even if it's only for a weekend, extended weekend or something, it's I think it's it's something worth doing. But you know, I mean, look, I I get it. All these guys were were rivals: Dirk, Wade, uh, the Spurs, and you know, even even the Lakers to an extent, uh, but. I mean, now they're all classmates. They're, you know, they're all in the 2023 Hall of Fame class together. Uh, You know, it's funny because the more I hear D. Wade talk about his relationship with Dirk, and it's really, you know, and Dirk said this, you know, they're not friends. They're not texting each other every day and, you know, stuff like that, but you know, there's a there's a, gr- there's a deep mutual respect on both sides there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know that, you know, in the fans' case, you know, people are never going to forget when Dirk was being mocked in that 2011 series. They'll never forget, you know, game six of the 2006 finals when Wade grabbed the ball at the end of that game and, you know, the Heat had won the series and he threw the ball as high up in the air as he could at American Airlines Center. You know, deep. You know, memories like that. You'll never really like a guy. But I would say that the more I hear D Wade talk about Dirk, and you know that mutual respect level, I, I really do believe him. Like I, I, I think that things have changed for them, and it may not ever change for the fans. You know, and that's 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 perfectly fine. You know, fans are yeah. fans for a reason. We're <laughs> irrational. But I mean, I believe it. I I think it's pretty pretty cool to see how they've kind of you know evolved and accepted that hey we didn't like each other during our playing days, but we won a championship against each other, and you know it's just uh, it's just a lot of good mutual respect now. So yeah, uh, and I really enjoyed the way. Now look, I didn't I didn't necessarily like the way Wade's speech was overall because. I felt like it was more like, I mean, it's in typical Wade fashion, you know, like, look at me, look at me. And it it, it was more like that. But I did like the way he ended it by thanking his dad, having his dad come up there with him on stage. Um, You know, that was a really cool moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, like you said, Gasol's speech was incredible. Uh, I knew he was going to get emotional when he started talking about Kobe. I knew that was inevitable. Um, you know, it, I think he did a good job of mentioning all that without letting it take over the moment. Um, but just hearing some background from him uh, past all of his Lakers stuff, you know, he, he, he thanked the Grizzlies, you know, who drafted him and um, talked about how, you know, he's pretty sure that him and his brother Mark are the only players to have ever been traded for each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which was pretty cool. Uh you know, um uh, uh Tony Parker's speech at the very beginning, it was very good. And then that was
3: uh, interesting what he said about <coughs> not uh not liking French people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he said Tim Duncan didn't like French people, and I, I I'm pretty sure that's an inside joke that we don't know about. But yeah, mm-hmm. that that was you could tell Tim Duncan was just like, why did he just say this on national television? <laughs> <laughs> and then Pop, you know, he's he's gonna be Pop, you know. That each each guy had, uh, you know, in the background where people can't see it when they had the, uh, you know, the speeches where guys can look up and read off of it and everything. Uh, each guy was supposed to have a 10 minute limit on their speech. And, you know, so of course pop goes 30 minutes. Uh (laughs) And nobody's going to say anything about it. Nobody, nobody can. And then he, and then he acted like it was over at the end and they started playing the music and, you know, the guy hosting came up and was, you know, about to start doing. He was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't done. Hold on. <laughs> and so it's like the record scratch with it. The, er! <laughs> and then he, he kept, just, keeps going for another 10 minutes. <laughs> just kept going for another ten. But look, I mean, I love that stuff. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he gave us our money's worth. You know, everybody in the in the stands. And by the way, I, I love Symphony Hall. Beautiful place. Mm -hmm. uh if y'all follow me on instagram i posted a bunch of pictures it's the pictures i was going to uh share on here but something about the file the type of file they were i wasn't able to do it but um i'm the same i have the same name on uh instagram at dalton underscore Tri. you can see uh pictures of inside of symphony hall like the ceiling and everything it's really cool I, i loved everything about the place it it screams hall of fame, like royalty and all that kind of stuff. The only thing I will complain about is the legroom in that place is non-existent. My knees were crashing into the back of the seats. I was but like I said, that it's just a small, small thing for me. Everything else was perfect. And there was a bunch of standing up and clapping after, you know, every speech. So it's not like I was just having to sit there and, you know, take it the whole time. I got to stretch well, out hey, my legs. If It was
3: bad for you. Imagine how bad it was for some of the taller. Oh, kind of oh men. yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like there's some six, <laughs> eleven, seven footers in there who are probably <laughs> taller than I am sitting down. So I mean, they probably had it rough. How old yeah. is that place? I imagine it's pretty old.
1: I don't know. It it does seem like it's pretty old, but um, I know it's old enough to where they've had you know, several of these things throughout the years. And uh, like I said, it's just really cool to me that, you know, it's it's the place where basketball began. You know, we're so – we've been so crazy about this game. We've loved this game for, you know, pretty much our entire lives. And, uh, you know, I know we have uh, – you know, everybody has their own fandoms and everything like that. But, you know, that's what unites everybody uh, past all the fandoms and – you know where your allegiance you know falls you're all in that same category of loving basketball and this mm-hmm. is the place where it, it began you know James Naismith and the, the peach baskets you know yep. it's it's just uh it's just a really cool feeling to know that that's where that's all, where it all happened and you know I'm glad I got to uh to be there for at least a little little amount of time I've I would love to go back and stay longer uh, when I can just, you know, kind of – you don't have something real formal like that to go to and you can just kind of chill out, and spend a few days going to check out the museum and everything. That would be pretty cool. So uh, – but overall, I had a great time. Uh, Dirk – and I look, I, I wrote about this for DallasBasketball.com. After uh, the night was over – but you know they say they say don't meet your heroes because uh you'll be disappointed and that's not the case with Dirk. Mm-hmm. Dirk is the coolest, nicest, down to earth superstar you know that's ever been in the NBA in my opinion. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> and uh you know I just I can't thank him enough for, you know, taking the time to uh, you know, meet with me a handful of times during his playing days and uh, to do what he did, you know, when my wife and I gave him our wedding invitation back in uh, either 2016 or 2017. I think it was 2016 because it was like a full year before that. But, you know, uh, he, he didn't have to do anything. He could have thrown that away in the locker room and, you know, gone away. He didn't have to do anything with that. But he he signed it. He He congratulated us. He sent it back to us. Just stuff like that I mean it's small it probably it doesn't mean it probably doesn't mean anything to anybody you know aside from us but you know it was just it's a big thing to me and you know like you said uh, he we grew up with Dirk I mean he's uh-huh. just he, he's been there forever and you know now to see him celebrated the way he's been celebrated he deserves every bit of it. He deserves more, you know. If it was if it was possible for him to have more, but you know, it's uh, it was a very fitting way for his his basketball career to officially come to an end. To be uh, to put the crowning achievement on it with the Hall of Fame jacket and ring, and you know, I'm I'm super thrilled for him, and I wish him nothing but the best and whatever he has. You know, for him next in life. So, and I mean, I, and I mentioned this too in that, in that piece I wrote. It's not like Dirk is gone uh, forever after that. I mean, he's always going to be associated with the Mavs in one form or another. Right now, he's like a special advisor for the Mavs front office. Uh, so, and I mean, that role might change going forward. So he's, he's going to be with the Mavs, he's going to be around the Mavs for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as far as just, you know, big events like this, now it's over with. Now he can just kind of, you know, relax and we'll see what, what happens from here. Maybe he decides he wants to get into player development or, you know, coach some kind of coaching role or something going forward. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but super excited for him. Uh, I'm still buzzing off of the, the weekend festivities and I'm still trying to, you know, catch up on my sleep and everything, but it was completely worth it. I've never done something like that where I uh, where I catch two flights in a matter of you know seventy two hours or whatever it was. It was really less than that because I flew out at six forty five p.m. Wait, hold on. Let me th- let me think about this. Six forty five p.m. on Friday, and then left out at five a.m. On Monday morning. So it, it was more than 48 hours, but mm-hmm. not quite 72. But uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, so I guess what we're going to do from here, DJ, because that kind of wraps up all the Hall of Fame stuff, um, is the next big thing for the Mavs, uh, since we're kind of in the dead part of the summer, is scheduling uh we should know the full nba schedule sometime this week nobody's given an exact date but i've seen several people you know hint that it's going to be dropping sometime this week um now we do know we do know two games at least right now for the Mavs. the first is opening night uh which they'll be playing against the san antonio spurs in san antonio so you know you have all this stuff with uh Dirk and Pop and you know the other Spurs legends happening in in uh, Springfield and now you know a few months later they'll be playing you know the Mavs and Spurs will be playing each other on opening night and it could potentially be a new epic chapter of this rivalry with Luka Doncic playing against uh, Victor Wembanyama for the first in his first game ever so I am super excited about that I think the Mavs definitely have the much better team than the Spurs. Yeah. So I expect this to be an easy win for the Mavs on opening night, but just seeing Luca versus Wimby for the first game of the season has me super excited. I'm I'm thrilled that this is where the you know the NBA chose to go uh, for opening night. What do you think about that one? So
3: you know, I'm really excited about opening night. Um, I will say this: I think that at first Wimby is going to struggle um, just because of his lack of strength. So, like you said, I uh, I think that it'll be a really easy win. Um, but it's still, you know, Luca versus Wimby, two potential Hall of Famers. Like we just got done with the Hall of Fame. Now we're about to watch two possible future Hall of Famers go at it. And I do think that eventually, like obviously Luke is a lock. I think Luke is a lock. Um, I think so too. I just based off what we've got so far alone, I think Luca's going to be a lock. Um, you know, whenever you average in all of his. Euro um, accomplishments and all that stuff. I think he's gonna be a lock. Um when binyama obviously the potential's there. The potential is absolutely there. Um, he just hasn't really done much yet. Yeah. But it's still, you know, kind of a cool glimpse into the future, maybe see what everything holds. Cause uh if Wimby develops, like I think he's gonna develop and they're able to add some pieces around him, it could I mean that could revive the rivalry. It really could. So I'm really excited about, you know, maybe just a glimpse into what the future holds.
1: Well, and what's cool about it to me is, and I think we've actually talked about this on the pod before, but, you know, Wimby has trained a little bit with Dirk's trainer, you know, his Mm -hmm. famous Holger. So, I mean, he is, he has kind of picked his brain a little bit. Uh, He's very deliberate about his stretching and he does a little bit of some unorthodox stuff,
0: um, you know, to help keep him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: Uh, what's the word, keep him limber, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, because, I mean, he's got longer ligaments. You know, he needs a different way of, you know, staying prepared so he can avoid any major injuries, hopefully avoid any major injuries going forward. And I think that's a pretty good start by, you know, picking the brain of a guy that, you know, helped uh, Dirk play 21 seasons in the NBA. Now, obviously, Wimby is about, you know, five inches taller than Dirk, which... You know, uh, the league guys that tall, there's not a good track record. But, you know, I don't know of any guys this tall that have the same skill set as Wimby either. I mean, I think he could put yeah. some muscle on his frame and kind of avoid some of that uh some of that stuff. But who knows? I mean, you know, KP's seven three and you know, he's he's bulked up a little bit in my opinion, and he's still yeah. he can't he can't stay on the court. So it, we'll just have to see. I mean, it's a gamble, but I think if he does stay on the court, he's going to be one of the all time greats. And it's pretty yeah. cool, you know, that he not only could this, you know, uh, revamp the Mav Spurs rivalry, but, you know, just seeing him in a situation, Wimby, that is, where he's learning from Coach Pop and, you know, all of their legends are still around their team too. So, you know, he's got Tim Duncan in, in his ear. Uh, David Robinson in his ear, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. Uh, I mean, it's uh, – I think Sean Elliott is is still there and in his ear too. So, I mean, I, that, that's a lot of guys that, uh, that he's going to get some really positive advice from, and that's scary for the rest of the league. If he stays healthy and then he gets the added knowledge from all of those guys too to go along with his – uh, crazy skill set and potential—that's that's scary stuff right there. So, I mean, I'm—he I'm, I'm, he is.
3: I mean, we just—we've never seen anything like him. Not in our lifetime, we haven't. You know, there was a guy that played way back when, around the time that Michael Jordan was in college, named Ralph Sampson. He played uh, for the University of Virginia. He was seven foot four. I don't think that he was the athlete. That Wimby is. I don't think he moved as well. And obviously, the game was way different back then, but he had a pretty similar skill set. But like everyone else that's that tall, he suffered from injuries. And, you know, he went on to form a Twin Towers concept at Houston with uh, Akeem Olajuwon, but he wasn't the dominant force that everyone expected him to be. I hope that's not the case for Wimby just because just out of curiosity, I mean, I just I want to see what one of these guys can do whenever their potential is maxed out. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of that with Yao Ming when Yao was healthy. Yao was unstoppable. Um, but again, I think that he's different from Yao in just the way that he moves. We've yeah. never seen anything like this guy. Um, I wish the Mavericks could have somehow got him, but you know, I think that he is in the perfect situation. Like you were saying, he is surrounded by people that will make him better. It's inevitable. He just has to stay healthy.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, we've got prime examples of guys guys who came into the league, tall guys who came into the league, and they added muscle and, uh, you know, filled out, and they've been able to, you know, do pretty well for themselves, like Giannis. Giannis mm-hmm. is kind of a special case though because he he probably grew about four or five inches after he got drafted, yeah. uh, and then you know put on all the the weight and everything and and still though he's not seven five so there you know there's some disclaimers you got to throw in there but uh, you know if you work hard enough on your body and you're like a sponge you soak up all of these. Uh, resources that are available to you it's inevitable in my opinion that wimby's gonna be just fine yeah uh and it's pretty cool i mean i it might end up being a pain in the butt later uh (laughs) you know having him in uh in the southwest west division and then you've got the grizzlies on the come up uh well that come up is delayed because john morant's (laughs) but they've mind. got some good young pieces you know yeah. the rockets they've got some some good young pieces even though i don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon no. uh <laughs> the uh it's the the, fire. the the pelicans uh, you know they've got zion and uh brandon ingram and you know that 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 has they have some young guys like herb jones and uh, Jose Alvarado and, you know, guys like that. So, I mean, I they're interesting. But, you know, Mavs and Spurs, I think that has potential to be the cream of the crop for the next, mm-hmm. you know, handful of years in that division. Just like what we saw, you know, when we were growing up, which is really cool to me. So. Opening night, Mavs Spurs, Luca versus Wimby should be a lot of fun. Uh for the first time in what feels like forever, the Mavs have a game that seems like they're definitely gonna win. Now, obviously, anything can happen, it's the NBA, but you know, given the, the rosters for both sides, I just think it's inevitable that uh that they're gonna the Mavs are gonna be too much for the Spurs. Now, mm-hmm. the second game we know of that has been you know leaked already is Christmas Day. The Mavs are playing on Christmas Day again. It's not at home this time, though. It's on the road uh, at the Phoenix Suns. So, you know, the rivalry that just keeps getting better now, uh, you know, as far as like the current version of it, and nothing will ever beat those uh, Mavs-Suns rivalries of the mid to late 2000s when, you know, Nash left the Mavs, went to the Suns, immediately won two MVPs. Uh, in D'Antoni's system, with Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion, and shout out to those two because the Suns are retiring both of their numbers, uh, thirty-one and thirty-two. So that's pretty cool. But you know, all those those games with uh, with Dirk versus Nash, and you know, they t- thousand five, uh, the Suns beat the Mavs uh, in the second round of the playoffs in six games, and then that next season. They met up again in the Western Conference Finals, and the Mavs won in six games uh, to go to the NBA Finals. So that that was like the peak of that rivalry, you know. It yeah, was good. It, it was so great. And now, you know, with what Luca did to the to the Suns and Devin Booker in the playoffs uh, season before last, you know that rivalry has built back up again. And now, yep. you know, they've added the Suns have added Kevin Durant to the mix there. The Mavs have added Kyrie Irving into the mix there. You know, things didn't work out with, with them with the Brooklyn Nets, and even though they're still friends, you know, yeah, there, was, uh, there was some heat there, you know, when the, when the Mavs and Suns played last uh, in, in Dallas. You know, Booker, Luka, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, they were all, you know, snapping chirping at each other. So I'm excited about Christmas Day uh we know how luca you know his his eyes light up on big stages like this and that he's playing a team that he does not like on christmas uh he has a chance to be the grinch uh in the desert and i'm super excited about it what are you looking forward to the most about christmas day
3: just the re just another chapter in the uh in the rivalry itself i mean you know, I always have fond memories of that rivalry. Uh, the first Mavs game I ever went to was that rivalry, and it yeah, was we flew out to Phoenix rivalry. whenever <laughs> we were in like what eighth grade. We went over there.
1: That's right. Um, yeah,
3: I have the picture of us with the trophy somewhere. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, the one thing you had a ball, Jerry, you had a Jerry Stackhouse jersey. I'll never yeah. forget that. That was your yeah. guy.
3: Yeah, that was that's my Carolina
1: boy. But uh, anyway.
3: Um, I will never forget what huge assholes the, uh, the Suns fans were.
1: Oh, man. You were they up- were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they I mean, we were still bad.
3: Kids.
1: We were kids, and they were cussing
3: us out. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm like 14 <laughs> years old right now, and there's this grown man screaming at me. But,
1: oh, uh, just, just near blackout drunk, just berating these kids. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was...
3: It was incredible. Um, So yeah, I will always built some character. Yeah, (laughs) I will always hate the Suns. Um, So yeah, any uh, any opportunity for us to beat up on them, I'm all for. I always will be for. So
1: yeah that that's what that's what made the 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 Western Conference. I mean the the second round of the playoffs season before last so great. You know, they went up two nothing. All their fans were chanting sons in four, you know, you saw some of the interactions that were going on between Mav Twitter and sons Twitter. And, you know, sons are very entitled, you know, you got an entitled feeling from them because they had made the finals. I think it was the year before that, when they lost Mm -hmm. the bucks. Uh, and so up 02, and then end up losing in game seven by a bazillion points, mm-hmm. where you know you're down by 30 at halftime, and it was everybody was already leaving the building. That was incredible. I, awesome. Thank you, thank you, Luca, for that all time yeah. moment. Uh, that'll that, uh, it'll always be it'll have a special place in my heart. So, yeah, so, good. <laughs> so good, so good. Let, so, let's hope for a repeat performance uh, of that on christmas day maybe kyrie can be the guy that just kind of lights them up this year i'm really excited for this season man i think uh you know we've we've had a couple of really cool guests uh cool um mavs rookie guests here in the last handful of weeks we potentially have another one coming later this week which i will not spoil just yet because we're still nailing down the details but uh i'm excited about these guys man you know the the rookies you got Derek lively who we've already talked to you got omax prosper you've got the new guys grant williams uh, seth curry coming back uh dante exum uh the mavs just signed derrick johns jr the other day mm-hmm. uh, to a one-year deal who is a versatile defender and a high flyer yeah he's uh, so i mean Overall, top to bottom, this roster has overgone a significant change from what we were used to last year. And, you know, I think the Mavs are going to be a lot better than what people expect. And I think once we get to training camp, you know, Derek Lively, he's not being viewed as being the Mavs' starting center. And there's been talks about, you know, maybe the Mavs will end up trading for Capella or something like that. Or maybe even Dwight Powell will end up being the stopgap center until something like that happens. I think once we get to training camp and things start get rolling, start to get rolling a little bit, uh, they will see that Lively might be, you know, the option to throw into the fire from day one and let him get that experience. Because uh, the more I've gone back and watched what he did in summer league, and even with Duke, you know, his, his instincts and. You know how he was playing before he ended up being with an NBA team and having those workout facilities and everything, and the coaching around him. I just feel like he could he could work his way into being a starter from day one and be pretty dang effective. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. It's uh it's going to be a fun next few weeks, even though uh, you know off season transaction stuff has slowed down. Uh, we have that coming up for the pod. Uh, at the end of this month, the 25th, is when the FIBA World Cup starts. Uh, so that'll be fun. You know, you got mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson leading Team USA, uh, who mm-hmm. is, you know, that team, they have looked pretty pretty solid here, mm-hmm. you know, in these uh, friendly games. You got Luka in Slovenia. Uh, you've got, uh, I think Giannis is actually, he hasn't been playing in the friendly matches, but I think he's actually going to be back, and he's going to be playing for Greece. Uh, when the world cup actually starts so a lot of fun stuff coming up basketball has become a year round thing now so it's like even yeah. though the nba is not um rolling you you still get to watch these nba stars play in international ball it's pretty cool so uh and then after that after the world cup training camp is going to be here and we are going to have training camp preseason, and the actual season will you know get rolling and we'll, we're right back into the mix yeah. so it's all a loop baby <laughs> It, it's all a loop it's uh it can be a grind sometimes but I enjoy the mess out of it it's uh it's fun stuff getting to come on here and talk about all this and write about it and you know just interact with people on on Twitter who are Mavs fanatics and um, critics sometimes you know it's it it's all part of it and it's all great but guys i appreciate y'all coming in here and listening to us every day uh, again you can find me at dalton underscore trig you can find my guy dj at coach drew 33 you'll give us a follow there and if you ever have any questions or uh, if you ever if there's something that we don't talk about because i mean i you know i throw our topics together and you know i'll give him a heads up and tell him what we're talking about but if there's every, if there's ever anything specifically you guys want to hear us talk about Hit us up on Twitter uh, and let us know, and we'll be glad you know, to answer any questions. We may have to do like a, a mailbag episode here in the next few weeks. but Ooh, That'd be fun. Guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a
4: podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.